758-8245. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Readers of the Albany Democrat Herald voted Stutzman and Krupp Contractors the best roofer in the Mid-Valley for 2021 and 2022. At Stutzman and Krupp, they employ a large team of roofers so they get in and get it done, often in just one day. Ask about their special winter rates, estimates are free, and there's financing available too. So if you need a new roof, call or stop by their showroom on Rice Street in Albany. Stutzman and Krupp Contractors, they do it right. CCB 96278. Hi, I'm Matt Vaskersian with another little-known legend of sports. The movie Field of Dreams features a memorable supporting character named Archibald Moonlight Graham, who's a former baseball player turned country doctor. Many moviegoers may not have realized that Moonlight Graham was a real ball player, and the film provided a brief but realistic account of his life. Moonlight Graham played after several seasons in the minors before he was called up to the New York Giants in 1905. Graham was put into a June 29th game against the Dodgers as a ninth-inning defensive replacement in right field, but the ball was never hit his way, and he ended the game without an at-bat. That turned out to be the only major league appearance for Graham, who quit baseball to go to medical school in Maryland. Graham eventually settled in Chisholm, Minnesota, where he practiced medicine for 50 years, and just as it was portrayed by actor Burt Lancaster, Moonlight Graham's adored wife was indeed named Alicia. And that marriage of baseball and Hollywood is another little-known legend of sports. I'm Matt Vaskersian. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym for a while. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be a lower testosterone. Lower T. Yeah, I went through it a while back. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that ad on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again, at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text HUNK to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text H-U-N-K to 42424. That's HUNK to 42424. The Joe Beaver Show is on the air. 22. What do you mean? 22. After all the uncertainties of the past two years, there's been an expectation and a hope for a more normal 22 23. But now the question is. USC and UCLA do. They're both Big Ten schools. Yeah. But where does that leave the rest of us? Who could possibly answer that question in this strange new era of analytics? Mad transfers. I didn't get hit. Well, it looks to me like you portaled it. A what? You know portal from wherever you were to here. What's that? It's a, a different kind of portal. Oh, it's just changed so radically and we're all... And realignments. They're both big pencils. Yeah. All we do know is the boys are back, and the Joe Beaver Show plots its own course. Now there are a few more topics that we have to cover, and we will not talk about transfers, and we will not talk about my mother. We will talk about what I want to talk about. Fair enough. Who's next? Joe Beaver is on 1240 Joe Radio.
Back up top for Grant. <laughs> now Dame's got it. 145 to play. Bump, drives, runs it up. Yes! 71 for Damian Lillard. Oh, man, I got goosebumps. I got chills. I'm seeing history. Dame is the eighth player in NBA history to score 70 or more. Did they enumerate the eight? I mean, at some point, uh, probably, who are they? I, you know, look it up real quick I have right a list now, here in front of Yeah, me. good. I want to hear the I eight like who the Michael it. Holton laughter in that. The best, the best analysis in the history of uh, analyst work in the craft of the analyst is laughter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because at times there's nothing better. There have been others, yeah. That you just, you watch a play, you watch somebody getting into a zone, you get... The Quinn Buckner example is the greatest. Mm-hmm. 149, 115. Think about that for a moment. 149, That's 115. What I was trying an to NCAA remember this tournament game. Is who I didn't say anything, but I, re, I was thinking this morning. There's another example of laughter as an analysis. Right. And there are others that come up occasionally, but the one that's most pronounced for me 149, 115, LMU over Michigan. In the Sweet 16, the NCAA tournament, 149 to 115. <laughs> and LMU, Loyola Marymount, got on one of its rolls with trapping, flying around and trapping. And so, I mean, you give up. How, what, how many points you give? 115. Yeah, we won, though. <laughs> 149. 34. They didn't win at all that year, though. No, because they ran into a team that could do it better and better athletes. Just, but, just like- but Wilson. Yeah, that Wilson and West Albany. Perfect analogy, yeah. actually. But <laughs> Pear Steamer, Jeff Fryer, Bo Kimball. Who else am I forgetting? I mean, there, or there are others. I, I'm not forgetting them, yeah. but there's others I should remember is what I'm saying. But when they got on a, a stretch where they just stole the ball, threw ahead for threes, like three straight Four straight possessions. Yeah. Michigan couldn't function. Turn the ball over. Throw it ahead. Three for Fryer out of the corner. Good. <laughs> Inbound pass intercepted to Fryer out of the corner. Good. Get it to Paris Steamer out of the corner. Good. Again. Yeah. And Quinn Buckner on the CBS call is just <laughs> this joyous laughter that was the perfect comment to what he had just seen. Exactly. Let's hear that one more time okay. and hear Michael Holton's laughter. Back up top for Grant. Now Dame's got it. 145 to play. Bump, drives, runs it up. Yes! 71 for Damian Lillard. Oh, man, I got goosebumps. I got chills. I'm seeing history. Dame is the eighth player in NBA history to score 70 or more. I have the list. Now, before we get to that, um, I just forgot what I was going to say. Oh, uh, instead of my get on the lawn and shake my fist about being a ball hog, I can't. He had really good shooting percentages in both uh, overall field goal percentage and three-point field goal percentage. He hit 13. I don't know how many he took. I got to look that up. But he he hit 13, which is one off the record of 14 in a game. Eight of those in the first half. His first half numbers, Michael, 40 points (laughs) with eight three-pointers at halftime. And he really cooled off in the second to only (laughs) score 31. 31 more, five more threes. Got pulled with 44 seconds left, mm-hmm. and uh, just a, an amazing performance, and a blowout went over the over the Rockets. Did any of you? I want to hear the other seven. I want to hear the magnificent, you know, the visions of eight, the other seven. If you 
can provide those, Johnny. I, I know Wilt, yeah. Wilt has like five. There have been on like the list, eight or nine seventy plus games. Yeah. Wilt has five or five. Yeah, or five. and okay. on the full list, I don't know how, how yeah. low it goes. Let me go scroll down. It goes yeah. down to uh, sixty points. Oh, okay. Wilt dominates the entire <laughs> list. Isn't the it? entire list. Yeah, it's amazing. I want to hear the other names in a moment, but this is the Joe Beaver Show. The lines are open. We have a direct connection, though, to our Joe Beaver world, and I just hope the answer is yes. I don't know if Pat Casey's listening to us at this very moment. If he is, Pat, if you are, call us with confirmation right now. We'll put you on the air. I ran into Susan Casey and Ellie. Not exactly sure. Young is that her? Ellie Casey, anyway, married, saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Ellie's beautiful daughter, Roberta, yesterday in a uh, coffee culture shop downtown, the former DQ in downtown Corvallis I didn't back know in that the changed. day. Oh, well, n- not not where DQ now is. I'm talking about where DQ Dairy Queen used to be way back. Oh, okay. You, we frequent that on trips in and out of the other place where I lived. <laughs> and we'd come up and go to games and events and often stop there oh, okay. on the corner, which is now a coffee culture there, whatever, the across the street from the Knights office. Anyway, I see Susie, Susan Casey, and Ellie Casey there with Roberta, their 20-month-old precious one. And the biggest question of the day, I said, what do you guys got going? And Susan was saying, we're trying to get John to the Blazer game tonight. We have tickets for the Blazer game, but who he was going to go with, he was going to go with Alex, Ellie's husband. But he could, Alex ended up not going, so they had two tickets. And I, I called several people to try to see if they could meet from Portland, meet John, take him, you know, go to the game yeah, with him. Yeah. Susan, at the last point, and it's not because she said to me or I said to her, well, John's got to be there tonight. Damon's gonna, Damien's going to score 71. <laughs> you don't want to miss that. Yeah. But. I don't know if he ended up going or not. So this is if anybody out there in any way, Pat, Susan, if you're lit, whatever, did he get there? Did he get to see it? That's the biggest question for me. When I heard that Damien scored 71 and I didn't watch any of the game or listen right. to any of it. But when I heard that he'd scored 71, I just, I didn't, I, oh, that's great. I thought of Wilt and I thought of John Casey. So there is a connection to the Joe Beaver show world and the greatest fan, perhaps the Beavers have ever had. Yeah. John Casey. Yeah. Did John make it? Anybody out there in our world, please text us. If you can't call, did he make it? Was he there? Did he see it? I would have taken him. Five, four, one. Yeah. I thought about that too. Call John, me. But I, I knew you and I were both at the Beaver baseball yeah. game, but it's still, the game was at six. So oh, it was a little yeah. earlier. It was going to be more it. difficult. But if it's but ever earlier start, I'll do it. I thought about you. I thought about you would take him. You would have yeah. gone, but I'm just hoping he saw it because that's one of the, it is like Michael Holton chuckling. Yeah. We're seeing history in the making. That is a historical performance. It's a grand performance. Did any of you watch it? Did any of you listen to it? Did any of you have the almost, um, cliche-ish call tech. Are you watching this? Are you watching the Blazers? <laughs> I never. No, I never watched the Blazers. Well, you should tonight. Why? <laughs> Damien's going off. He's got 50 at the end of yeah. three. So anybody who wants to share on that, feel free. We have open phones, texts. The biggest question I have with respect to Damien 71, 
Not how many threes, how many free throws, how did he 14 get him? 14. Not uh, 28 of 32 when Wilt scored his 100. His bad free throw shooter went 28 for 32 the night he scored That's 100 good. in Hershey. But my biggest question of all is, did John Casey make it to the game? <laughs> if anybody knows the answer to that, I'll reach out to Susan on a text if, I don't, if we don't hear from anybody else. But would love to hear from you if you engaged in that game in some way, shape, or form last night. And how fun was it to kind of follow it along? Before we take a break, I want to hear the other names, John, who have scored 70 in a game. I thought of Wilt, and I thought of Elgin, because Elgin himself was the first NBA player to score 70 points in a game. Elgin, I believe, in 1960 scored 71. And then Wilt <laughs> surpassed that shortly thereafter. You know what game that was? Yeah, I don't know what game it was, but he did score 71 in 1960, and it was something I grew up reading about and knowing about, listening to Chick. Beat the Knicks 123-108. to 108. And he had 71. Yeah. The first 70-point game in NBA history, Elgin Baylor, the underrated underappreciated Elgin Baylor. And that was number one. No, 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 no. Wait. It was the first 70-point yeah. game. Yeah, because, uh, let's see, Baylor and I. Oh, yeah, because uh, it was two years later for Wilts. When Wilts started to get all, the, hun- the 100, the 62 season. So, Wilt, 100 okay, points, 1962, got? Warriors beat the Knicks, 169-147. Weren't you saying earlier, we've talked about this before, that it was a, a farce of a deal it was. in that they were just feeding him. Well, but... No, worse. You can feed him, but worse, John. Well, Let me see if you remember the farcical nature of it. I thought it wasn't the Washington Generals. I thought that the Knicks were playing defense on him. They tried. No, they did. They, did. they fouled him. He, he, 32 free throw yeah. attempts. He made yeah. 28. Not quite Maravich's 30 for 31 at Gill that Walton referenced the other day. We'll get to Bill and basketball and Tom Water. And the glory of the tribute by Bill to Dave, which was well-deserved, and I thought well-played by the big man himself. Somebody told me that Saturday Night Live this past Saturday night had a guy, and I saw it, but I I learned this very Saturday Night Live had a Bill Walton segment with a guy imitating Bill and a Grateful Dead show. Really? And I watched it. I think it was this past Saturday night from the show. That's the part I wasn't sure about. Very funny and spot Did it have him characteristically pontificating yeah holding forth with his arm hands in the air <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was pretty well done that's funny but, our, but bill paid you know commented on dave tumwater yeah. dave's books gave his name cool and ron callen ron will join us in a few minutes rich dorman the pitching coach for the beavers will join us in a few minutes but the farcical uh at uh, 1205 for rich dorman yeah. ron callen here shortly the farcical part, according to the late Daryl Imhoff, and by the way, with with due respect to Bill, Bill Walton, <laughs> I have confirmed with Andy McClowski this very morning that Steve Johnson, the great, is still very much alive and well. I was wondering about that, and they and they put up his. They showed the whole. You know, you saw. Right. Did you see the replay? I did. Yeah, I mean, they were talking a lot about him. I thought, that's not right about Steve mm-hmm. Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, while I was sitting there and everything, I thought, ah, oh, I need to look that up, which yeah. I didn't. I did. I looked it up yesterday when I was watching the replay and just said, oh, ooh, I, 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 that can't be true. Right. I didn't want it to be true, but it can't, I just, it can't be. And I think what happened, and, I, and the next time I visit with Bill or see Bill, he'll probably 
He'll probably correct himself on the air or whatever else when he comes to do a Beaver game again, maybe even in the Pac-12 tournament. Who yeah, knows? Yeah. But I think he was conflating Lonnie and Steve somehow in his mind as he's talking about he the history of Oregon State. He did mention Lonnie passing. He did. He did, did mention he? Lonnie okay. passing. Okay. Referring to Tim, showing shots of Tim right. Shelton on the bench and... Tragically, we lost Lonnie Shelton in 2018. What a great player yeah, he was. Yeah, you're right. That's and right. then right. when Steve came up on a on another shot or a gra- picture of him, a mm-hmm. mural or mm-hmm. something, they showed Steve. I think in those moments, and it he happens to everybody. Together. Yeah, I think he confused in right. those moments Steve with Lonnie. Like in his brain, and we yeah. also lost Steve yeah. when we didn't. Now, I forget things often, so... More often than, you know, I'd like. So I questioned it. Right. Thinking, eh, We would know. Did I miss Yeah, I, that I thought or? maybe something had happened yeah, suddenly. No, we would have done and a And I, I immediately checked. No. 65 years of age. Yeah. Very vibrant and li- alive and well. Good. In fact, in talking to Andy, Andy put me on a lead or two on Steve about some things Steve's involved with now that I'd love to hear him out on. So we'll reach out maybe even this week yeah. to indeed confirm that reports of his uh, demise have, have been greatly exaggerated. He's never been on this show. Steve Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, you, you sure of that? I'm 90% sure. Okay. See, as soon as you said it, he's never. Then well, I got you riddled down to 10. Hold on. 10% down. 90 is pretty good. 90 is, you may be right. There's only one time... When I ever saw him, and we had talks with him, and it was off the airs in a parking lot at the Multnomah Club, mm-hmm. if you remember that. Now, that I don't remember. I'm 96% sure that didn't happen. Well, I'm 100% no. <laughs> sure it did. Okay. We had a discussion. Did, did we do a show at the Multnomah Club we one did. day? We okay, did. It and... was on the day of uh, rebranding many oh, years ago. Oh, yes, yes. The OS. Yes. The OS. And store. we did a show up there. And at that time, things weren't going well with the basketball program. And we, we chatted out in the oh, parking lot. Oh, and now, yes, now, as soon as you met, mentioned that other part of it, Yes, I remember. Then you apologize for the 96% you didn't give me. I was joking on the 96. <laughs> I, I know you were. But <laughs> I still think it's possible he's been on the Joe Beaver show, but not enough. Now, given the magnitude. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. And who he is. I don't remember ever. And how great he, he, he was as a player. But you may be right. I know we've yeah. had other of the bright lights from that team on the show, all of them, I think. Well, the, maybe we haven't had Steve. But so yeah. if that's true, whatever the case, we'll reach out to Steve this week and hope we can get him on. Here's a quick rundown of the list. And I wonder we'll if he was starting break. to get text. Steve, are you yeah, okay? Oh, yeah, you know he had to. <laughs> uh, you're not dead, are you? You know his buddies were cracking yeah, yeah. on him. Absolutely. Okay. So Will with 162. Kobe with 81. I thought Jordan had more. I thought he had 83, but Kobe had 81. Then Wilt, 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 uh, 78, 73, 73 twice for Wilt. And this one I remember as a kid, David Thompson was 73 points. Do you remember that? I do. With the mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets. A big deal. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Wilt was 72, Elgin 71, David Robertson's 71 in 1994, and then Damian Lillard last night was 71 points. He'll, he'll be on the list. They did go, Wilt was 70. Devin Booker, the outlier, was 70. Jordan was 69. I thought he had more than that. Wilt was 68. Maravich 
was 68 and then wilt, wilt, and wilt down the line. <laughs> the one thing you'll see, I think, in one of those wilts games, help me here, is one of those wilts 65s later in the career. Most of them are clustered in that 62. He has 65. But give me the, did he get three, 65 like in 68 times. or 69? 65 and 67, 66 and 65. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I was oh. looking at his numbers. 65 yeah. me- and 62, 62, same season, and 1966. Okay. He got 65 points those okay. three times. I remember I remember Wilt was a little bit like Ty Cobb in the sense of uh, people were saying, well, Wilt's just a shot blocker and a passer now, a rebounder, a shot blocker, and a passer he doesn't score anymore, and in the modern game, he really can't score anymore. It was that type of thing going around. Wilt went out after hearing that and decided, well, I think I'll put on a show the old-fashioned way <laughs> and scored like 55 against Connie Durking one night in yeah. a game that I remember listening to on the radio and Chicky taking that theme of, well, Wilt can still score when he wants to. <laughs> he just dominates this entire yeah. list. When did he finish? What was his last season? 72-73. All of his damage was done in the 60s. Ty Cobb, you know, when, when Babe Ruth was getting all the love for the long ball and the home runs, Cobb, who played the game in a different way, said, look, if I wanted to, I could. <laughs> and then, well, go out and prove it. Yeah, okay. Go out so he goes it. out in a game upon that and call, essentially calling his shot. Really? And hit two, two long home runs, a long triple off the fence, and then just kind of, after the second home run, he might have even hit three in that game. He had a three-homer game. But when he came around the plate, just sort of like, see, okay, I think apologies are in order. <laughs> how many games of doing not three home runs, but fairly consistently, how much time would he need to do to make it legit that, yeah, you're in the same category? That's a good question. It's a good one question, game isn't going to no, do No, one game, but the fact that he could just go out and decide to do it True. makes that even more amazing. True. Because he went out as a major league hitter and, and adjusted his swing, adjusted his approach, and hit balls over the fence when that was becoming all the rage. And it was later in his career. That, to me, is even more amazing than had he done it over an extended period of time and answered your question, that would have been impressive too. But the fact that you could just call your shot one day, I'm going to go out and hit a couple of home runs and show you it's not that big of a deal and did. Okay, well then the natural follow-up by the media at the time with the press in their fedora would be, well, why don't you do it all the time? It wasn't his game. He he generated, he favored, you know, he had his hands split on the bat. He didn't mm-hmm. grip it down at the bottom of the, uh, the handle. He, his hands were split in his bat grip. And he could spray the ball anywhere he wanted to. He could drive it to the alleys and gaps. He felt that that was a better brand of baseball and more productive. Ty Cobb couldn't get a job in the modern era because he's not hes not addicted to and committed to launch angle and home runs. But, and he's the greatest hitter the game's ever seen. But the fact that that discussion and that took place back then, home runs one guy, yeah. spraying it anywhere yeah. from the other guy is... A conversation we have now, hundred years is. later. Oh, it is. I know, but you know, Cobb. Yeah, I don't know. Cobb doesn't hit enough home runs. I'm not interested. Let's take a break. Ron Callen will join us. We hope to hear from you on the Joe Beaver Show today. 
about your baseball impressions, about basketball, men's and women's over the weekend, anything else you want to jump in with? Did any of you experience the 71? Do any of you have memories of some of the other games that John just enumerated from the list and the forces and power that were these players? We'll have open phones after we converse with Ron Callen, Rich Dorman, the pitching coach for the Beaver baseball team at 12.05, and then open the rest of the way thereafter. But we'd love to hear some early contributions on the text line as we bring Ron in next. Ron was supposed to be on a plane right now, but in this uh, crazy world with it just delays, and all, there, apparently there's some issues getting onto the charter out of Corvallis oh. to go to Vegas for the women's basketball team, and that flight's been delayed like till 4 o'clock. Oh, wow. So Ron has all kinds of time on his hands when we thought we, we were just going to have a tight 5- or 10-minute window to congratulate him on mm-hmm. his latest great deed, the singing of the Serbia <laughs> national anthem on behalf of Yelena Mitrovic on Saturday. And I'm so glad he got, he doesn't do it for this, but he got some nice yeah. love and plaudits from Bill uh, Walton and Ted Robinson on the broadcast and, and the, the Pac-12 conference. network. It's a beautiful thing that he's yeah. found and does. So congratulations to Ron. He'll join us here in a moment. Rich Dorman. And open phones. We'd love to hear from you now if you'd like to jump in on impressions, the baseball team, the basketball teams, the telecast uh, from our friends Bill and Ted. Steve Johnson, will, we hope, will join us later in the week, still very much with us. Anything you'd like to text us, feel free at 541-497-5356. Great to have you with us with Ron Callen next on 1240 Show Radio. Line drive punt to Anthony Gould, makes the catch at the 20, comes up a seam to the 30, and Anthony Gould is on his way. Hey, Beaver Nation, this is All-American wide receiver Anthony Gould. I commit every day to getting better both in the classroom, on the field, and by giving back to the community. You can support all Beaver student-athletes and teams by committing to Damnation Collective, the preferred collective of OSU Athletics, by assisting as we prepare for our futures. To commit today, go to damnationcollective.com. Always remember, speed wins. Go Beavs. 10-5 and in. Anthony Gould, touchdown Beavers on the punt return. The landing at Tallman Brewing features the ultimate combination of mouthwatering food and unique Pacific Northwest craft beer, wines, cider and entertainment a community driven family and pet friendly establishment tallman brewing hosts 30 taps and up to 10 food trucks with large indoor and heated outdoor dining areas check out the events page at tallmanbrewing.com for a list of happenings including tuesday night tacos and trivia along with live music tallman brewing where amazing food meets craft beverages open daily at 11 a.m on the corner of airport road and primrose street right off main in lebanon At family-owned and operated Lifetime Gutters, they have over 20 years of experience in providing exceptional gutter services to a wide range of commercial and residential properties in the Willamette Valley, including gutter installation, cleaning, maintenance, and moss treatment. At Lifetime Gutters, they set the standard in guaranteed quality craftsmanship and back it with a lifetime warranty. To learn more or request a quote, contact Lifetime Gutters today at 541-360-0145 or visit their website at lifetime-gutters.com. Do you ever experience headaches or how about back pain? Here at Horesco Chiropractic, we truly believe that everybody deserves to live a life without pain. Our doctors will get to the root of your condition and create a custom treatment plan to help you get back to living the best version of your life. Our patients often say how amazed they feel to live a life with less pain after they have experienced how effective chiropractic care is. Start on the journey of improved health by giving us a call today or visiting our website at horesco.com. Horesco Chiropractic in Corvallis. We really can make a world of difference for you. 
Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? Have you decided that this is the year to get it done? For nearly 35 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, countertops, window coverings, and wood and luxury vinyl flooring from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or at CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. What happens when you're voted the best new car dealership and the best used car dealership in the Mid-Willamette Valley? Do you gloat about it? Or do you just simply say the complete redesigned CRV, HRV, Civic, Pilot, and Accords are now at Power Honda in Albany off of Saniam Highway for you to take a test drive? I think you do both. And for more information, go to mypowerhonda.com. That's mypowerhonda.com. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go be Continuing here on the Joe Beaver Show on this uh, pretty good-looking uh, Monday, what's turned out to be anyway, uh, Mike is talking right now with Susan Casey to find out if John made it to the 71-point game. And he didn't. Oh, he didn't make it. Oh, well, we'll hear the story in just a couple of minutes yeah. to find out. And I know Mike is very like, oh, that's horrible. So uh, I look forward to hearing the story to see exactly what happened. Now, we check in with the man of the hour, Ron Callan, or Ron Callan. Uh, <laughs> you got a lot of love from Bill Walton. And you know what? I'm glad to that about that. But I'm also glad that finally the Pac-12 Conference did a little feature on you as well for singing the national anthem of Yelena Mitrovich, which is not a new thing. You've been doing this for years, but you're finally getting some publicity on it. I thought it was cool. And uh, they, they, you know, they gave Mike Parker... A ton of love last night, and I thought that was fantastic because he deserves it. Yep. I mean, Bill Walton compared him to, um, you know, Vince Scully. <laughs> yeah, California right. legend. No, Walton was all over Mike, in fact, and the camera was on him, and uh, we just haven't talked about it because, you know, I don't want to embarrass the guy. But, uh, yeah, you were getting some love on that. Now, you don't have a fear of singing in front of people because I was in choir. I sang in high school. Um, I don't, I did a solo in a variety show, but I put that behind me. I, I wouldn't, you wouldn't catch me <laughs> anywhere doing what I was able to do in high school when it comes to performing, if you will. Well, you know, um, when I was in high school, I was in the choir and I was in a couple of musicals at Napa high school, uh, Oklahoma and how does the student business that really trying. Then I get to Linfield and, uh, I'm taking voice lessons from this incredible uh, professor, Virginia Elliott, the late Virginia Elliott. She was uh, just an incredible voice teacher. And she goes, you know, you're in the opera. I said, what? She goes, you're going to be in the opera. I'm like a freshman, <laughs> and I'd never been in an opera, but I ended up in the marriage of Figaro and Don Giovanni and the Mikado <laughs> there. And, you know, I kept it going. When I got a TV job in Boise, I uh, ended up in the Boise Civic Opera in the uh, opera La Traviata and played Baron Dufal. But then I got to the point where 
okay, what are you going to do? Are you going to go into a music career or are you going to be a broadcaster? So I had to I kind of shut it down for a while because I had to focus on, you know, doing the TV stuff and doing a good job. And then, uh, you know, I got a, I got a job in Seattle and, and um, I was covering all these teams. Didn't do much for a while, but then I was in a couple of community theater shows. So I've been singing and um, back in 2016, John, remember that year they went to the Final Four? Yeah. Beavers did. Yeah. And I had been watching the Canadian hammer, Ruth Hamblin, throughout her career. She came out of nowhere. I mean, she was 10 hours north of Vancouver, B.C. She grew up in this little town of Houston. And Scott found her, and she, she was really raw and green as a rookie. But by her senior year, she was, what, she was shooting off rockets with rocket club at Oregon State. And yeah. she was a great, she, she you know, had so many blocks and helped lead that thing to the Final Four. And I was you know, maybe about a month before, I thought, you know, she deserves, she stands so tall and honors our country. Why can't we sing the Canadian anthem? Somehow I, I got approval to do it, and I sang it, and uh, that's how it all started. It wasn't to do it just to do it. It was to do it uh, to, to honor her. Yeah, well, and Colby yeah. Orham, Colby Orham, the ne- you know, the next year she goes, hey, my senior year, you're going to sing the anthem, right? <laughs> and so she gets it for Canada, and then Marie Gulich says, Hey, I'm a senior. I'm, are you going to sing the German anthem? And so I sang that with her dad, Johannes. That was so much fun to learn that with him because it was in German, right? I mean, Canada was easy. I'd heard the Canadian anthem a thousand times right. watching hockey, you know. But uh, so Germany, and then the next year, uh, Joe Grimmick with Poland. And uh, then we had COVID, and then uh, last year we had uh, Johanna Subasic. She was Serbian, and then uh, and Andrea Kino, Paraguay. So, I mean, it just became a thing, and it's been fun to do, and it's a challenge. And as far as getting nervous, yeah, I was, you know, you get the adrenaline flowing, man, I'll tell you. Yeah. An hour before, I couldn't, I couldn't sit still an hour before I kept walking around Gill. Well, first of all, you, you, you glossed over something that's pretty important here, and you, you completely glossed over it. Canadian National Anthem is sung in English. I mean, it's a beautiful right. song. So going to going over to the German, I guess you said would have been the first one, and then the Serbian right. and Paraguay. I mean, that's where the challenge is, right? Especially in Poland. Yeah, the Poland one was because I had uh, Marie Gulich's dad. Because okay, this is here's the little nuance on this word, right? But uh, with Joe, I I actually sat down with her a couple of times uh, at airport gates, and I said, Joe, you got a minute? Say this word because hmm. <laughs> I got phonet- the phonetic spelling right mm-hmm. and that's how and then i would sit in my car because i'm 75 miles from gill right to where i live near portland and so i put it in listen to it over and over and over i would say maybe 60 70 times each way wow and just you know and just get it to where it's in your brain right and this year was so much fun because i'd learned serbian last year so um it, it was fun, and we, we picked some great music. We had time to find the good music, and uh, you know, and it's, I've gotten a lot of reaction. And it's it's really an honor for me to do that, but it's just great that so many people appreciate the fact that we are honoring these kids who, you know, uproot their lives, come into a culture they're not familiar with, and learn the culture, and then somebody like Yellen and uh, like Ruth Hamlin and, and others, incredible students. Oh yeah, you know they're not here to play. Ba- I mean, they're here to play basketball, but it's much more than that to them. And they learned the culture. And then this past summer, for example, Yelena, you know, lives in Serbia. She she went home 
with three of her teammates, Ellie Mack, Taya Adams, and Noel Manon. They flew to Serbia and stayed there for a couple of weeks and learned her, her culture, showed them around. Uh, I guess they just had the time of their lives. Uh, Noel told me she, it was a life-changing experience for her. So, you know, the little things that happened because of one one student-athlete deciding to come to Oregon State, it, they've had all of them over the years have had a big impact. And it's been fun for me to honor them in a small way. Ron, it's been just a beautiful, a beautiful touch, a part of who you are, part of what the Oregon State women's basketball culture is. So, again, great congratulations to you, even though I know you didn't start out with the sense of this is going to become an annual tradition. I'm going to do this for all the, the different players from different nations who come to Oregon State. But the fact that it's evolved into that and an expectation now and something that people really appreciate. Congratulations, yeah, Ron. Know, it's just a great thing. So, Good job. Thanks, Mike. You know, like before uh, the, uh, you know, I signed it on Sunday, so many of the members of Beaver Nation, the fans, you singing today? Are you going to sing the song? You better sing the song. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was so much fun. But, but it actually, you know, and then afterwards, you meet I mean, Yelena, she was so nice to me because, you know, I'm sure my Serbian isn't, you know, <laughs> well, isn't great. But, it, you know, she said I did an amazing job, so I'll take that and run with it. Yeah, and she, so she was to say that. genuinely, uh, she was genuine in that. I heard the conversation and saw and saw ensuing tweets and so on from Yelena. And your pregame stuff, Ron, this was a, you know, you and I were in the same space, which is rare, at about the same time because our shoot-around Saturday was going on when Bill was, Bill was across the way, Bill Walton himself. We were all kind of moving around, moving in and out of his unique world, and you and I were t- talking, and, and you told me, and I heard it later, you told me about the pregame conversation with Noel and, Ye- and Yelena together. And that, mm-hmm. that was one of the more poignant conversations I've ever heard in terms of just the heartfelt, genuine emotion. Noel then was kind enough to join me for a couple of minutes and relive a little of that at halftime of the men's game later. But tell it to the listeners who may not have heard it just you know how deeply moved Noel was to be part of Senior Day with Yelena. Well, yeah, I mean, and Noel, you know, she has maybe the best smile in Oregon yeah. women's basketball history, you know, but she, uh, I just said, you know, Hey, how's this feel? And you and Yellen are playing together for the last time here at Gill. And she, uh, and she could, she couldn't, you know, she, she, she started to cry, but she kept going, but she was very emotional and, and Yellen, who's a little, you know, and she's got a little tougher shield, but she, she was so excited to be there with Noel. They are best friends and they respect each other so much. And so for me, you know, I mean, those aren't rehearsed. Those pregame interviews years aren't rehearsed either. And so it just transformed into me asking them a ridiculous question. I said, last question, you're in this big one-on-one <laughs> tournament, opposite side of the brackets. You end up facing each other in the finals. Who's going to win? Uh, how are you, you going to beat her, Yellen? I mean, uh, Noel with the deep threes. And, uh, and, you know, Yelena said, you know what, well, I'm going to have to hit the three, too, because if I try to go inside on her, she's just going to go after my knees. That was good stuff. Yeah, that is <clears throat> great anyway, stuff. Anyway, it was great. I believe... And they got a win. And they got a win. A and they had to Las Vegas today with, uh, I think, a lot of hope. Um, there, was, there was a national women's basketball preview of the Pac-12 tournament, and they said, you know, Hey, the Beavers have struggled, but guess what? They beat three top 25 teams this season, all at home. 
what could happen on the neutral side against a USC team they took to overtime last time. Yeah, what do you think about that matchup? I I think they match up well with them. You know, they have two good bigs, but so do the Beavs. And uh, it's going to be a close game. Whoever wants it more, I think, can win it. And I think it's tough to beat any team three times in a row. The first time they met at Gill was close, too. So it's a good matchup for Oregon State. And they're just going to have to keep somebody from going off on them. And at the same time, Adley Blacklock, the first time they played at Gill, I mean, she was barely played. Look what she's done in the last four weeks. She's come on like gangbusters. I mean, she's shooting almost 50% three-point range now. Ron Callen joining us. Ron, I want to talk to you a little bit about not only the sweetness of the day. The only thing missing at the end of the day was just sadly, our men, the Beaver men, were so close to pulling that thing off, too, which would have just made it yeah. just such a great trifecta of a day. Baseball winning 16 to nothing. For the women to, to, in a sense, go down a similar path, build a big lead, here comes Arizona, pulls within four. I, I just have to think, Ron, there had to be in some fans' mind, maybe even your own, almost the, oh, no, uh-oh, not again, it can't happen. How did they turn that result around, rewrite the script, and get the result they wanted? What did you see happen? Well, you're right, Mike. That script that's been recurring the last six weeks. I mean, you build up a big lead over Arizona at their place, 12 points with 347 to go, and you lose by three. And that's happened quite a few times this season. The Utah game, losing in overtime. The USC game, losing in overtime. Uh, or, you know, getting down to uh, 20 points to Washington at halftime and getting it back to three, but then coming up short. Yelena and Talia and Noel were all saying, we're not losing this game. This game we're going to win. They were so determined. And the, the foibles and, overtime and the turnovers that t- take place in these late games they've lost didn't happen. There were a couple, but uh, I think the biggest shot of the game was from the walk-on, who, of course, got her scholarship in the old man, and they're up like, uh, I think, 69 to 60 or something. Yes. And uh, yes. she gets a steal. She comes down. She looks like she's going to lay it up, and then she stops and fakes and the other players move away from her, and then she just turns around and lays it in, right? And it became an 11 or 10-point lead, whatever it was. I'd have to look at it was 11. Team. Yeah, I was listening to you yeah. at that point, Ron, and I, I agree. with. I thought, even though Arizona did close later to 72-68, I felt like in that moment, that moment of truth, Noel perfectly set up by the day, the senior day, the emotions of the day, for her to make that play in that moment to go back up 11, I felt pretty good at that point. Like it's not today. It ain't going to, ha- we're going to win this thing today. <laughs> right. Devin Hunter did that in the beating Stanford one year. Didn't she? Wasn't it Devin right, who put her foot right. down and said, we're not losing this time to them. We're going to beat them. And they did. And so, you know, Hey, 12 and 17 isn't where they want to be, but they have such optimism. And this quintet of freshmen, our special group, and uh, the fact that uh, you know that they all love being at Oregon State. I think that bodes well as you move into next year. Just think about their different attitude and going into next season. But of course, right now it's going to the Pac-12 tournament, and you know we we, we uh, fill out the ballots for Pac-12 All Conference and things like that this weekend. And Reagan Beers, I think she's All Conference. I'm not only All Freshman, but mm-hmm. All Conference. I mean, anybody who's got 14 double-doubles, yeah. that's pretty incredible. 
She should be. She should be. Hey, and I like, you know, the Beavers <clears throat> fill that proverbial, the team no one wants to play mm-hmm. in a tournament situation, I think. I mean, as, as right. all of the close losses you've enumerated, all of the, you know, but, but the big three wins as well against top 25 schools, to me it all says it could come together for this group. And, you know, it, you never know, right, Ronnie? You never know, and they'll go down there with the attitude to, to make a run. Well, let me ask you this. Back uh, in 2021, you know, you're broadcasting the men's, you're down at the Pac-12 tournament, no. and they have to win it to go to the NCAA. And, of course, what they did in the NCAA was incredible. Incredible. When you remember your thoughts before the first game of the Pac-12 tournament, the idea that they would win it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm not sure that I actually full. I, I'll just be honest with you. I wasn't sure that I was sitting on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I didn't know yeah. what to expect per se. But when they beat UCLA, they were down 16 to UCLA. Down and and, and yep. I wasn't down there, Ron, as you remember, that was that crazy year. I was calling the game from Research Stadium. So I called right. those games from Research Stadium. It did not go to Vegas in Beaver Sports Central in the, in the booth at Beaver Sports Central in the football stadium in the Toyota Club area. Anyway, that's where I called those games, and, and you remember working in there too. But once they beat, oh, U- yes. once they beat UCLA... Then I thought, whoa, wait a minute now. They can beat Oregon, and they did, and then they get Colorado for the mm-hmm. automatic berth and beat them. And so once you kind of get through it, I think if the Beaver women, by analogy, can get USC, keep the thing rolling, mm-hmm. it'll be why not us for them. Exactly. And one of my great stories from that 2021 season, guys, I don't know if I've related it to you, but you know, I did travel with the women separately. Yes to the NCAA tournament, right, when they beat Florida State. So um, we checked into the hotel after they beat Florida State, and I get into the hotel, which is right next to the Alamo there, and I'm looking for a place to watch Oregon State against Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. And so I, there's a place called a Yard House. It's a chain, but, you know, they have uh, tons of TV. So I go in there. The place is packed with uh, people from Texas who hate Oklahoma State. <laughs> and so the, game, the game's like in the first half, and uh, I walk in, and I'm wearing a beaver shirt. And I'm the only person in there with a beaver shirt, and I had like 150, 200 best buddies <laughs> who were rooting, rooting for the beavers, and you know I, I couldn't buy any kind of a nice. uh, soda pop or whatever yeah. I was drinking that night, right? <laughs> and so, I mean, it was just... A blast. And That's a great story. It, I mean, it was just like, wow. You yeah. know, this, that was something special. They did a great job on Cade Cunningham. I mean, that's yeah. still, yeah. I talked to Zach Reichel at halftime of, of our rivalry game Saturday night. And for both of us, you know, I was in Indianapolis. I got to go, didn't get to interact with the team at all, but I was there calling those games uh, from distance in person. But Zach said two things, and he's right at the same time. On one level, Ron, that year, that crazy year, Feels like an eternity ago. Yeah. It was only two years ago. Oh. So much has happened. Right. But then Zach said it also felt for him, yes, but it also feels like yesterday. It's so fresh. The memories are vivid. So time has an obscure way of kind of working in our heads and in our souls. But you know what I mean? That feels almost like a different lifetime ago, maybe for both of us. It was. And you talk about Reese's Stadium. When we got to the Alamo Dome and they played South Carolina and played well in the first quarter but they ended up losing, 
The Alamo Dome is big, Mike mm-hmm. and John. Mm-hmm. They had me way up, <laughs> way up at the top in the corner of oh. Southern Florida radio. <laughs> Just these two guys. Nobody in the stands except for some parents, right? right. Oh. It was the weirdest thing, and I had to broadcast the game off the big screen. The players were so small. I mean, I knew who the Beavers were, but I, I couldn't see the numbers on South Carolina, so I had to watch the big screen at the Alamo Dome. It was just a, the, the weirdest broadcast, you know, just from where you were. And the, there's no crowd sounds right. or anything like that, really, you know. So That's yeah. I'm glad we're back to the way it was yesterday. The crowd yesterday, at, uh, well, all season long for the Beavers, despite the struggles, has been fantastic. You know, they've really... That, that base is strong, and they're rooting for this team, and they've fallen in love with all the new kids. That's great. Yeah, and we look forward to seeing what's next, not only in Vegas, but going forward next year and beyond. Ron, congratulations again. The well-deserved love and plaudits from Coach Ruick, Yellen of the Players, the conference, Bill Walton himself, Ted Robinson, all paid proper tribute that still falls short of how special it is what you have found, in a sense, and what you have done in contributing to the fabric of of Oregon State Athletics. So well done, Ronnie. Great to work with you. Have a great trip in Vegas, and we'll talk again soon. Sounds good, guys. Maybe we'll talk from Vegas if they can pull it off Wednesday. Let's Let's go, man. Go, man, go. Thanks a lot, Ron. Ron Callen, our guest. We'll break. Open phones and texts available. Rich Dorman, the pitching coach with the Beavers at 12.05. We're working on CV and CHS basketball players for tomorrow's uh, uh, the confrontation (laughs) in a big game for both. Uh, We'll talk about uh, that as we go this week on 1240 Joe Radio. Hi, Beaver Nation. This is Damian Martinez, all-conference running back and packs up offensive freshman of the year. Damian stays on his feet, turns the corner. Damnation Collective, the preferred collective of Oregon State Athletics, is a one-stop shop for all OSU student-athletes and teams to create, optimize, and promote their brand, their name, image, and likeness opportunities. Visit damnationcollective.com to commit. Go Beavs. Picking his way into the end zone, up the middle, Damian Martinez. Touchdown, Beavers. University hero and Fifth Street Growler. Fresh subs, craft brews, and the Beavs. We're in Corvallis. Can you watch the Beavers on TV? Enjoy your favorite sub sandwich or drinking a cold craft beer or sipping on a glass of wine. University Hero and 5th Street Growlers, that's where it's a great combination. Stop by on 5th Street, downtown Corvallis. University Hero and 5th Street Growlers. Fresh subs, craft brews, and the beefs. Complete your 2023 home project with Mike's Corvallis Bargain Center, now with new cedar decking in stock, as well as blue pine TG, shiplap pine, and S4S dimensional pine. Mike's Corvallis Bargain Center also has interior and exterior plywood, as well as domestic, exotic, and live-edge hardwood currently in stock. Complete your next interior or exterior project with help from Mike's Corvallis Bargain Center, conveniently located off of Highway 34 on Texas Street between Albany and Corvallis. The Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies, including Safeco Insurance. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, or Tom Worth. They'll help you find an insurance plan that works best for you. Call 541-757-1315 or stop by at 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. The Unified Insurance Group, your hometown team, always putting you first.
Now's the time to get a great deal on a Kubota Z200 Series mower on display now at Lindbetten Tractor and Tangent. The Z200 Series mower features the new K-Ride comfort system and delivery, a quality cut and an exceptional ride. You can get a Kubota Z200 Series mower for as low as $0 down and 0% interest APR for up to 36 months. Now through March 31st, see Lindbetten Tractor or go to KubotaUSA.com for a full disclaimer. Still doing business the American way. Ah, the RV life. Carefree living at its best. Find everything you need for worry-free RV living at Lassen RV Parts and Service. At Lassen RV, you can talk to experts who will see to it that you have the right solution for your RV. We carry everything right down to the special RV-approved two-ply toilet paper. Lassen RV and Lassen RV Parts and Service, where friends send their friends. Just east of I-5 on Highway 20 in Albany and at LassenRV.com. Hi, everybody. This is Mike Parker. We recently had the need to replace some major appliances, and I'm delighted to report that we called Brandon and his team at Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon. We couldn't be happier with our experience. They answered all of our questions, put us in the best deal, and promptly delivered and installed a new washer and dryer. When you are in need of an appliance, I strongly encourage you to call Kellenberger Appliance. Visit Kellenbergers.com or stop by Kellenberger Appliance at 21 North Main Street in Lebanon. A big thank you from the Parkers to Kellenberger Appliance. We continue on the Joe Beaver Show. I think our next caller, I don't know if he still hails in Lebanon, but it used to be Rick in Lebanon, but I thought you said Albany, so whether there's been a move west or not. Actually, I, I didn't, but I just said Rick. Oh, okay. Did I say Albany? I can't. You did, but I thought, but I maybe, I think we may have Rick from Lebanon in the land of Kellenberger country. Rick, good morning. Welcome <laughs> to the Joe Beaver Show. Good morning. Yeah, Rick from Albany. I don't know. Oh, there Albany. might be a Rick okay. from Lebanon, too, but I'm the usual Rick caller from good. Albany. Thank you. What's and on? as always, uh, appreciate your good work, and uh, thanks for everything you do for the Beavers. Uh, great weekend for Beaver baseball. Love that. But I'm going to be a little negative about some things here, and I hope that's okay. I'm usually, I'm usually always optimistic yes. and positive. Yes. First of all, uh, the broadcast quality, not for the game necessarily, but just 1240 uh, Beaver show. What's is that going to be fixed soon? John is working on it with Glenn Noble by the hour every day. John, you guys are, everybody's trying to reach and find solutions without a full-time engineer available in this building. So John and, and everybody, huh. Jason, everybody, Rick, all I can say, and John, you can add to it, everybody's working on that dropping signal in and out. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Here's all I can tell That's you. That's exactly what yeah. happens. It drops mm-hmm. and is distorted. So you're... You're aware of it. I, I was, I oh, was yeah. thinking you were, and I'm, but let me I'm just glad tell you, you were. Yeah, Rick, let me just tell you, too, what we've just kind of watched. It seems to be about 30 minutes when it's down, and then it'll be up for several, you know, most of the day, and then down again for about, yep. it never really stays down yep. longer than about 30 minutes. If you're in the Corvallis area, 93.7 FM is a clean signal. It's better. Or mm-hmm. online. But I know, I know okay. I can't stand it. Okay, and I, all right. I know how to fix it. What else, Rick? What all else? Right. Uh the baseball ticket survey, man, you know, my seats that I've had for years and years, they're going to be triple the cost next year. And I think about all the years that I sat in the rain and the wind supporting the team when they weren't that good. Uh, and I get the suites and the premium seats and the patio atmosphere they want to put in. That's all great. I have no problem with that. But why? For those of us that have supported, I've been a season ticket holder since uh, for th- oh, 33 years. 
Mm-hmm. Let them pay for their seats and their premium seats and their patio atmospheres. They can afford it, but why triple my seats that I've had forever? And I don't think the survey is going to be make a bit of a difference, just like the West Side in football. 33 years there, $400 my seats were before the rebuild because I had a big enough donation in basketball that I didn't have to pay a donation. Those same seats, not quite as good next year, $3,000 a seat. And, yes, they make a they make a accommodation for us that want to still sit on the west side. They can put us in the valley view, way up in the top in the corners. You know, that's just a slap in the face for those of us that have sat forever. And I said the same things on the football survey, but never had a response. And, of course, nothing changed. So, anyway... I'm a little bit negative because I don't like the, the way the the, the uh, softball and baseball things going, but I love the team. Rick, I, we appreciate your calls. Thank you for your love and support of the teams. Thank you for airing those things. Next time we have a session with Sarah, we might do kind of re, rework the question and just kind of see what she may have to say about because I'm sure you're not alone in, in sharing some of these things. Uh, thank yeah. you so much for All the right. call, as always. We appreciate it. Thanks, Rick. Coming up, Rich Dorman, the pitching coach for Oregon State. The pitching coach, well, they scored a whole bunch of runs. Well, I know, but we, we, there's nothing we can ever do that's completely right or good. No. But I think this team's offense was exciting. We'll talk to Rich a little bit about that. But we had Ryan Gibson on recently. I, I, I kind of want to hear from the pitching coach mm-hmm. on the Joe Beaver Show about a four-game series coming up. Did they learn enough to have a four-man already set? What did they think of some of the work done by Hutchison and Lawson and others out of the pen, the starters? So Rich joins us next, 1240 Joe Radio. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio. It's time for another meet shoot at the Albany Gun Club, Saturday, March 11th, with novice, intermediate, and expert levels. Entry tickets are just $5 with a chance to win bacon, turkey, and sausage. If you're not already a member, join the Albany Gun Club. It's only $25 a year, and you'll receive a discount on rounds that quickly cover your membership costs. And it provides networking, friendships, and a safe place to shoot. Three and three quarters miles east of I-5 on Highway 20, bring your shotgun and shells. Shooting starts at 9. For more info, go to albanygunclub.com. Hi, everybody. This is Mike Parker. We recently had the need to replace some major appliances, and I'm delighted to report that we called Brandon and his team at Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon. We couldn't be happier with our experience. They answered all of our questions, put us in the best deal, and promptly delivered and installed a new washer and dryer. When you are in need of an appliance, I strongly encourage you to call Kellenberger Appliance. Visit kellenbergers.com or stop by Kellenberger Appliance at 21 North Main Street in Lebanon. A big thank you from the Parkers to Kellenberger Appliance. Hi, I'm Dennis Overs, the golf guru, with another golf minute and a tip to improve your short game. Whenever you make a less than full swing, control of the club face becomes critical. Trying to reduce power by freezing the body and making a steep hands and arms motion promotes a downswing that often is too quick. This burst of speed makes contact and distance too unpredictable. Think about the length of the shot you want to make and how that translates to the backswing. For instance, a 50-yard wedge shot requires about half of your normal backswing. 
Figure your left arm should reach about the nine o'clock position. Let your wrist cock slightly with the arms under more control and the shaft well short of vertical. Once you get the feel for control, you will find the distances of hitting your partial wedge shots much more reliable. And guess what? You'll score better, my friend. So remember, control is your goal when hitting a partial wedge shot or really any shot when you think about it. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. My doctor told me my cholesterol is borderline. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula. Garlic helps maintain healthy cholesterol safely and naturally. It's odor and taste-free, and Garlic is a world leader in garlic potency. I'm taking charge of my cholesterol with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better? Or create something new. Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Summer, with all of its events and parties, is on the way. Call Forks and Corks today and make your reservation. Large or small, Forks and Corks Catering will make your event spectacular. From sit-down dinners to buffets or delicious bites, they'll work with you to choose a menu based on taste and budget. Forks and Corks will ensure an enjoyable experience for you and your guests. A spectacular symphony of sensory delight. View their menu and list of venues online. Forks and Corks Catering, events designed to delight. Catering to the Willamette Valley since 2011. If you're fed up with dirty grout lines, maybe it's time to consider Cultured Marble. Hi, I'm Katie Albin at Albin's Plumbing in Corvallis. Cultured Marble is an affordable way to get the look of marble, and the best part is no grout lines, affordable and easy to maintain. Come by our showroom on 9th Street in Corvallis and see the beautiful look of Cultured Marble. At Albin's Plumbing, plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282, Albin's Plumbing. Hey everyone, Pacific Brick Espresso located off of Pacific Boulevard in Albany by Brower's Bookstore and a new location off of Highway 99 in Tangent next to Riverland Rentals invites you to experience their quaint little drive through coffee shops with their comforting drinks and welcoming conversations. Open 5.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday and 8 a.m. 12.30 p.m. on Saturday. Pacific Perk Espresso, family owned and family friendly all day long. hear a story. Someone somewhere a long time ago made a suggestion to a kid in L.O. You ought to go on the radio. But everybody knows. Take two to make a radio program. Down south, the Rao River kid wasn't so sure, and still isn't. I'm just a country boy. I ain't even sure I want to stay in this dang old radio business. Ah, but stay, they both did, and met up in the Mid-Valley 20 years ago with a compulsion to tell them about the beavers in Corvallis and beyond. Tell them in Eugene, Albany, Salem, tell them! And in Jervis and Amity and Shedd and Lewisburg. Ah, but not just for today. Why are those radio programs every week? Have you a radio program coming in right now? Yes, but a reminder. Life's gone. Calm down. Life's gone. 
of sword. Yes, call now, because The Joe Bieber Show is on the air on 1240 Joe Radio. Technically speaking, we'll have call opportunities a little bit later in the hour after our conversation with Oregon State pitching coach Rich Dorman, who will join us here in a moment. But the number is 541-497-5356. That's also the text line if you're not able to call us later. Any texts? On impressions over the weekend, baseball, basketball, anything else you want to jump in with, feel free, and we will get to some texts and we hope calls from many of you after our conversation with Rich. The Beavers coming off a strong weekend against Coppin State and heading into a four-game series with Cal Poly on the road this weekend. A pleasure to welcome in. Coach Rich Dorman to the Joe Beaver Show. Coach, thank you for taking time as you and your staff and uh, the players you work with look back at the weekend. What, how do you feel about how it all played out, the fact you got all the games in and the cold before big and appreciative crowds? What were your thoughts, Rich, about the weekend? Uh, it was good. It was one of those weekends where you see them on the schedule. It's Coppin State. They're easy to overlook. They're easy to kind of take for granted a little bit. Although, you know, they they went to the Eastern Carolina Regional last year. So coming in, we knew they were – they had some, some success. So it's just a matter of, um, you know, we got a young team. And so they're hungry, and they perform well. So I feel like overall we had a great weekend. And from a just a takeaways, I know with pitching – it's custom made in terms of each guy you'll break down and analyze and look at a little bit differently as a whole from a staff philosophy, what you want to see happen from your group of arms. How do you, how would you say the weekend went in that respect? It, it went well. Uh, I, you know, obviously would love to see um, Jaron get through that fifth inning mm-hmm. there and again, just left a couple balls up and, um, but he, you know, Jaron did a great job. He he competed like he always does. But, but just getting the young guys out there and getting, you know, watching Aiden Jimenez and Kel Joe and AJ Hutchinson and some of the, you know, we're we're a young staff and, you know, we got to get healthy. We got to got some good news on Ferrer, so he's he's going to be coming back a little bit sooner than we thought. And then Joey Munt getting close as well. So, um, you know. <laughs> We've been kind of two weekends in and haven't been full strength, but our guys are performing well. Rich Dorman, our guest, are you able to get any more specific when you say good news on Ben, what exactly that means? I mean, what has it been moved up significantly, the, the, the hope of his arrival to be able to start competing again? He's good to go as tolerated. And, and so I know Ben's chomping at the bit to, get out there and I know I just kind of passed passed him right before I got on the show and he's giving me double thumbs up and I'm just <laughs> like all right yeah let's go so he's he's extremely excited and anytime you can add a competitor like that in our bullpen I think you know we're, we're pretty lucky and and I know our fans love watching him compete as much as I do and I know um, it sure is company for coach Canham when we fill out the lineup card to have his name there knowing we could go to him if we need him. But, you know, Ian Lawson's 
stepped up big time for us. And it was just, I feel like the growth and the maturity of, you know, Aaron Lattery as well. Mm-hmm. Another guy who's been a huge part of this thing early and getting us off to a great start. And I feel like knowing we didn't have Ben um, going into this thing just, you know, forced guys to step up. And now it just makes our depth, gives us that much more depth in our bullpen. And, um, you know, so it's exciting. I, I know, Rich, that that, that uh, sickness that Ben was dealing with, you know, can be something that really takes a lot of your energy away. So I'm sure that the recovery time allows for getting back strong again and everything, and that's great news that it's shortened up. What did you think about outing number two for Sellers on Friday? 12 knockouts, 12 strikeouts, but, I mean, he just, he just it was all fastballs, too. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, it just kind of shows the type of the way his fastball profiles. I mean, he's got some good ride to his heater, and he can locate it really well. And um, it's got a kind of a funky, deceptive, little jumpy, quick arm. And um, so I know the scout report has him throwing like 82% fastball. So, and he's got a great changeup. He just didn't really need to use it. Um, good curveball as well. I think he threw one of those. Got a punch out on that, but. Um, he's he's adjusting well to the speed of the game at the Division One level, and uh, we're you know we're excited just to keep progressing and preparing for Pac-12 play. I mean that's that's something where we know we got the biggest games ahead of us, and not only coming to conference but also going to Omaha. So it's all about pre- preparing for that. Yeah, great. We had an awesome weekend, and you know a couple good weekends, but. You know, we we got to keep getting better. Mm-hmm. I got you, Coach. Appreciate you taking some time for us today. Rich Dorman, our guest. If Trent Sellers was fastball heavy, was Jacob Kamatz a little more breaking ball uh, heavy? or it, What about his fastball command, how much he used the breaking ball then in his second start this year on Saturday? Looking at Kamatz, he, he's got to continue. We're, we're really focusing on that changeup. He needs a he needs that pitch to, to keep lefties off balance. He's got a great curveball that he can use against them as well, but he has a plus changeup, man, and it, mm-hmm. it's, it's showing its signs in the bullpen because in between starts like this last week, I'm like, okay, this is the game. He's going to come out and show this really good changeup, and he got 1K with it on, on Saturday. Uh, but, it, again, it, it's – it's super close. He's really close to bringing it from his pen into in between the lines. And so it's like a one click or a key away. And, you know, that pitch is just going to make him that much more tougher. And, you know, he got stronger as his outing kept going, you know, early in the first inning, he was supposed to get in on that, on their left-handed bat. And the guy almost hooked two homers in the line, but mm-hmm. left the middle up. And he, you know, think about Jake, he's such a great self-evaluator. I didn't even need to tell him, like, hey, man, you got to get this ball in. Mm-hmm. You know, as we're doing film review on Sunday, he's just, he's like, those balls weren't even close to getting in. He's like, that can't happen. And so, you know, credit to him and him having a great self awareness and being a good self evaluator. Um, that's the cool thing about Jacob. He's, he's a student of the game. So he's, he's going to be fine. He's going to get this change up going. And I want it ready for Pac 12 play. Rich is, is it an outing-to-outing thing from your own experience as a pitcher and all the pitchers you've worked with? It's a mystery to me how 
pitchers will say, I didn't have the feel for the slider or the change on a given day. What, how does one account for that? I mean, that's just, that's what separates big leaguers from minor leaguers, from minor leaguers to division one players. I mean, you never know. Sometimes they leave their change up in Corvallis and meet, fly to Arizona. It's like, hey, where'd that change up go? I don't know, you know? But that's just part of the process is consistency and, and maturity and development. And, and so, you know, I feel like it happens, and, and it does happen at the pro level too. I mean, you're never going to have all your stuff, all 20 starts in a year, you know, and, and that's the part. You've got to learn how to compete with what you got that given day and and so our guys have done a great job of pitching with what they have that day and you know obviously we want them to have all their stuff every time they take them out but it you know realistically we know that's not most likely not going to happen and they got to know that and our catchers got to know that maybe they start the game with that with zero feel for their slider but the fifth inning you know you keep throwing it and all of a sudden here you go now you got it in the fifth and now we're rolling through the seventh and yeah yeah, I was, so it's just keeping them excited and encouraged to keep throwing it. Yeah, I was just going to ask you: at what point do they do they give up on it? Or, like you said, you just answered it. You keep throwing it, and it may reappear in the same ball game. Absolutely. I mean, you you know, and, I, and it's talking to Smitty and, and Weber and our catchers, and you know, like don't lose confidence in that pitch, man. If you if you're if we call in a pitch or you call a pitch and you have zero confidence in it, I guarantee you that he's not going to execute that thing. Mm-hmm. So you need to believe in it just as much as, as the pitcher needs to believe in it. And and when, that's why it's called a battery. And when both you guys are believing in what you got going and what you're doing and find times for him to, to get that curveball going, you know, maybe it's a Oh, two or a one, two count, or, you know what, we got a left-hander, up and the right-hander, he's been yanking it away from a right-hander in the left-hand batter's box. Well, we get a lefty up there. We're heading the count. Let's try backdooring one of those right now. Maybe he'll find that feel, that that curveball, so we can start using it versus those righties later in the game. So I think it, you know it's just all-encompassing from the catcher and the guys, you know, on the mound having the belief to to stay with the pitch and. And, and start executing it between the lines. A couple of guys to ask you about specifically you've mentioned. Nelson Keljo, whom I had Oof. the pleasure of watching in the summer a little bit this past year in the West Coast League, 6'4", 220, with a lively arm, a great body, tremendous athlete. I mean, tell me a little bit, Rich, how you evaluate him, what you've seen so far, but what you think the future could hold for this young man. Well... That's that's as uh, fun as it, it, it as it is to watch. I mean, that kid is takes the mound hangry, and he's <laughs> he's all sorts of competitive, and he doesn't care what the scoreboard is. I mean, we got a we got a lot of players that don't really pitch to the scoreboard. Like he's a he's between the lines. He goes in that competitive zone, and he's ready to mm-hmm. you know get after that hitter no matter what. He's ready to get him out and. I mean, he showed that his first outing down in Arizona. Came in with some traffic on the bases, got a comebacker right to him, and threw a ball to short to you know second base to perfect throw, chest high over the bag. And obviously, we didn't make the play, but like he could have easily. I've seen freshmen short hop that mm-hmm. or sail that, or 
but he's he's a present. He's in the moment. He's a winner. He wants the ball. He's going to compete, and you know he's going to be a, a great Beaver pitcher. Um, you know, I feel like having him, having a guy throwing ninety four to ninety five from the left side to your bullpen. There's not a lot of those guys in the country, and um, we're really lucky to have him be a part of our our club and uh, be a next great Beaver, great pitcher. So. Is he the type that, or, or do you have any type that's like a Ben Wetzler or a Dallas Buck who are going to fight you when you come out <laughs> to take him out? Uh, oh, Ferrer's that way uh, for sure. There were a couple times, numerously last year, where, like, Benny, that's good. He's like, oh, I got one more. I'm like, Benny, we're good. And then, and then we bring in Brownie, and Brownie gets out, you know, does his thing. And then he comes up to me. He's like, "Good, good call, good call." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. That's cool. But no, he—he's definitely the guy that I have to take the ball. Otherwise, yeah. If I ask him how you're doing, he's going to say, "I'm fine." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, "Dude, mm-hmm. I'm good." We got to trust what we see right here. We're going with it. We're going with that fireballer from Salem. <laughs> you know, let him get his lick right. in the game. So, hey, what? Yeah, but you know, he's the same way. Um, Kel Joe's. Kel Joe's a fierce competitor for sure. So he's, I think he, his quote unquote, when he got, got in the dugout on, on Saturday, it was stop playing with me. Yeah. So he was fired up. <laughs> Love to hear that. Love to hear that. With respect to that, Yeski used to tell me that Gavilio was the one, the best ever at self-evaluation. Sam Gavilio would say, I got two more, and he'd be absolutely right, and or say that's it, I'm done now, right now. And <laughs> and you, as a pitching coach, Rich, I'm sure you love when you can observe and get guys you fully trust. If you had guys go the other way on you that are honest like that, and will say, Coach, no, I'm done now. Yeah, it's time. Or do they all try to kind of fight you a little bit? No, Jerp Jerp was a pretty honest honest guy as well. Like I'd look him in the eye, I could tell right away. I mean, it's pretty easy to tell some of the guys. I know the ones who to who to trust and not. Verb Verb was always the guy. Sebi was always the guy. And it's like, I'm good. I'm like, <laughs> ah, we're going somewhere else right now. You know, I'm yeah. all starting to elevate a little bit, but mm-hmm. but the, you know, that's just they're fierce competitors, man, and you, yeah. and you got to know that, and and uh, and so you love them and respect them for it, and so, but yeah, it, it's that's definitely one of the parts of it where you know who's fresh and we've got to get, you know, second time through the order, especially as a bullpen guy. Um, that's typically when it's like, all right, you know, we might need to go give these guys another look. So last couple of things with pitching coach, Rich Dorman, a guy that listening, just listening to Josh call the games from surprise and then watching him just in terms of what looks like a real jump, from even an uptick in velocity to just an overall presence is Ian Lawson, coach. I'm wondering, I know it's early, but you uh, you have big expectations for the talent level and the stuff that he's got. Just what are you seeing early from Ian and how you hope that kind of might play out and what his role could be this year? Yeah, I mean, I'm really proud of him because that's a kid who's just a super giant, big teddy bear, you know, just the, and I've been trying to like find that competitive nerve and just to get him to go out there and be a dog. And, and, but the thing about Ian, he's, there's some guys who have a hard time making it about him versus the guy in the box. 
I feel like Ian's the type of guy who just challenges himself to execute a pitch to his best ability with conviction. And and if he's not really a me versus you type guy, it's more of, and so he's, you know, he's grown up a lot and he's definitely more aggressive, um, quickened up his delivery a little bit. And he has a real change up. I mean, this thing, he can throw it to both rights and left or left and right. And, um, his sliders improved tremendously. And, um, it's time for Ian to be a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and it's talk to it's having real conversations with him. You know, talk to talk to him about. You know, obviously scouts. I'm always talking to pro scouts, and they're talking to me, and I'm like, "Hey, watch out for that Lawson kid." You know, mm-hmm. and some of them are like, "What the guy that's six six that pitches like he's five eight? And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, yeah. I mean that's kind right. of real," you know, and and so. For me, I'm like as a coach. I'm like, yeah, thank you for that. And I'll mm-hmm. get right there, and I'm going to go right to Ian. I'm going to be like, hey, this is what they think about right. you, dude. Right. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? It's time for you to go out there and let these guys know who you are. You know, and and so he's a tremendous kid, and I love Ian, and and I'm excited again for what he's going to do this season for us and for himself. So. <laughs> You said to me when I asked you about A.J. Hutchison, who ingratiated himself with Beaver Nation down in Surprise, I was told by fans, he's already become a fan favorite. A.J. Hutchinson, Hutch's clutch is one of the things you said to me, and he certainly was in Surprise. Long season ahead, but what have you seen from uh, young A.J., 5'11 freshman from uh, Nick Madrigal country, A.J. Hutchison? Yeah, A.J. Hutchison is, uh, he's been fun. He's, he's, Pitches within himself, and the thing I love about him is a huge smile, and mm-hmm. he loves every minute being on the mound. And um, great, at, tremendous athlete. Uh, so he's he's been fun to watch. He's got a really good slider. It's a tough tough matchup for righties and lefties. I mean, he's able to change slots. He's able to come over the top if if they're starting to see the look from the low three quarter spot. Mm-hmm. But he's yeah, he's a tremendous. He's just a great energy kid. He, he's a guy that, I mean, I wish every pitching staff from here on out, we have a guy like that. I mean, just having one of those guys in your bullpen, it's, it's, it's fun. And it just gives a different look. And, you know, the key is you need ground balls, you need outs, and you need a guy who's going to fill the position. And especially when you got the lead, you're up three or up four, and you know he can come in and pummel the strike zone and, and bring some energy to to the guys and work quick. And so he does all those things for us. Rich, uh, so many things I'd love to talk to you about, but a last on the pitching front, and I want to ask you one thing about as a pitching coach, watching all those runs score, and we'll get to that in a moment too, but a four-game series this weekend, do you already know how the four-man rotation for this series will play out? Is that just something you and Mitch and everybody We'll talk about who's in the queue if you're willing to share that with us for the four starts. Well, I'll share it with you and Beaver Nation. Okay, um, that's good. <laughs> Ollie's listening, which I doubt there is, but um looks like we're probably going to most likely start Rhett on that Thursday game and then just keep our starters right where they were. Okay. So Train will go Friday and Kamats and Hunter. Okay. And then, so Rhett, yeah, I mean, going back to what you talked commented on all those runs and mm-hmm. we didn't really need Rhett to be a long guy this weekend. So, um, so we'll probably let him kick us off on that Thursday game and, and then obviously run lottery and Lawson back and, um, 
and then we'll whoever we don't use can fill that Friday game. And we, you know, we, you said it. We got eight games in eleven days, so yeah, yeah. It's a it's a tough stretch, and you know, again, still down two guys out of our bullpen. It's not like we're down two freshmen. I mean, we're down two right. guys that have a ton of experience. Right. It's rare and month. So, right. um, hopefully, you know, again, hopefully we get Benny back sooner and later and, um, and then we get Joey back and, but the, the young guys who are filling in those innings right now, I mean, the experience they're getting is just going to be more reward for us down the line. Absolutely. Absolutely. Keeping guys healthy. So, that's really good stuff. Thank you for sharing that with us, Coach. The last thing is the offense. I mean, I know you've got your own work in the dugout and the bullpen, working with Jake Postlewaite and everybody about all of that as games are going on. But I hope you saw the Gavin Turley home run, 435 feet of it into the trees as part of a, a, a big offensive weekend. What are your thoughts about the lineup that Mitch and, and Gippy and, and Dar and all of you are involved with? But the potential for this offense this year and, and a guy like Turley hitting a ball that far. Well, I've, I've seen it all fall and I saw it all early spring. So I've seen plenty of the Turley bombs. Mm-hmm. And I got, you know, from us facing him, I knew I was, couldn't wait for the spring to start. So we didn't have to face him anymore, <laughs> but that kid is uber talented and um, special player. I mean, those are, those are real tools. And, you know, I think Beaver Nation's pretty should be pretty excited and lucky to be able to watch this guy for three years. And you know, from Horizon or not, sorry, um, from Arizona down there. And he's Coach Woods was telling me Hamilton High School's head coach that how great he is, and we're not going to get him next. You know, that's what I was talking to him last season. He's like, "Sure, he's signing." And I was just like, "Ah, I broke my heart." I'm like, "Come on, Woody! Like, don't tell me that." <laughs> I know how good of a player he is. And right. then sure enough, you know, Gavin, Gavin and his crew and his stuck to stuck to their number and pro scouts didn't want to give him that. And great. That's yeah. amazing for us. And now we get to watch the kid play and, and just watch him grow and develop. And our lineup is the thing I love about our lineup. And I remember back in 20, our first years, like we need speed, you know, and we need speed. And, and that's some things that we're, we made strides on is speed and putting the balls in play. And, and I feel like this lineup, you know, especially added Mikey Kane gives us more depth and more ball and play. And, um, so it's been, it's, we got a really good lineup and we're still getting healthy with everybody. I mean, now that Mike is swinging it and Birdie's swinging it and Smitty's doing his thing. I, I don't care if Smitty gets a hit the rest of the year. I just want him to catch every right. game. Right. Because he's, I mean, it's it's a real catch tool there. But, uh, so, I, I kind of I kinda got off subject, but truly, truly is the real deal. No, you touched on everything and, uh, and well, as always, Coach. Thanks for making time for us. We'll be seeing you soon. Have a great trip to Cal Poly. Uh, John will have your call a week from tomorrow with Jim Wilson against San Diego. And I may be rejoining. I hope not. I hope we got a long run for the men's basketball team. But I look forward to seeing you soon, Coach, and thanks for the time as always. Absolutely, Mike. I, I look forward to sharing some Starbucks coffee with you yeah. in the morning yeah. at the hotel lobby. <laughs> Let's go. Get back here. Okay, Coach. Yeah, thanks, John. Thanks for thanks, the time. Rich Dorman, our guest. Like him. Like Rich a lot. Yeah, and great. you love the attitude. I love the 
the anecdotes about, and, you know, he told us essentially, at least at, least at this point, it looks like Rhett Larson will get a Thursday spot start. The Forrest Grove kid. Just don't tell the Cal Poly people. <laughs> but even so, I mean, you know, this is, it's baseball. We'll see how it all, all plays out. Thanks to uh, Coach Dorman. Open phones the rest of the way. Baseball impressions, basketball games, Callan singing. It's incredible what he's what he has created <laughs> for a tradition unlike any other. It should be it's beautiful. a national story. I, yeah, and I, I think it probably is moving towards that, especially with the way Bill and Ted treated it. But I, I'm wondering how unique it is. That's the thing. How many oh. radio play-by-play guys are singing their team's national anthems from these different lands? Zero. It's a great story. It, well, and we learned something, you know, when we have Ron on. It was an old joke that he, well, he didn't know that. Uh, yeah. There's been a run, okay, where he hasn't had that. But today he dropped that he was an opera singer. I yeah, had no idea. How about idea. that? A night at the opera. Not their greatest. Uh, Duck Soup is. Anyway, 497-5356. Right, Caleb Wood? Right, Caleb Wood? Caleb, if you're listening, give us a call. 1240 Joe Radio. Ensure your vehicle is ready for any road conditions at Beggs Tire and Wheel in Albany. The Beggs Philomath store has closed, but the Albany Beggs Tire and Wheel location is open to serve all of their valued Philomath area customers and the rest of the Mid-Valley. Beggs in Albany looks forward to serving you and keeping you safe on the road. Get your tires, wheels, tire services, and repairs at Beggs Tire and Wheel, the Valley's premier source for Cooper, Falcon, BF Goodrich, and Toyo brand tires on Pacific Boulevard in Albany and online at BeggsTire.com. Now's the time to get a great deal on a Kubota BX23S compact tractor on display now at Lindbenton Tractor in Tangent. The BX23S compact tractor is rated number one in durability and owner experience and with performance matched attachments. It's easy to operate too. You can get a Kubota BX23S compact tractor for as low as $0 down and 0% APR for up to 60 months now through June 30th. See Lindbenton Tractor or go to KubotaUSA.com for a full disclaimer. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beeves. Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? Have you decided that this is the year to get it done? For nearly 35 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, countertops, window coverings, and wood and luxury vinyl flooring from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or at CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. The Frame House is changing management. After a million years, Al says it feels like a million, he's stepping back. He'll still be on site, still working, but Steve, with his 44 years of experience, will be gradually taking over. Most of you won't even notice a difference, other than Steve might be at the counter more often. They'll still help you find the perfect mat and frame to complement your pictures and decor. And you'll still find a great selection of ready-made frames, prints, and art supplies. The Frame House on West First in historic downtown Albany. Tired of the same old menu from restaurant to restaurant? The Growler Cafe in Lebanon has created a welcoming spot for all ages with a scratch menu, 
comforting atmosphere, and hand-selected craft beer and ciders. Their attention to detail from the penny floor to the delicious Canadian bacon is spot on. Be sure to check them out for lunch or dinner Tuesday through Saturday and brunch on Sunday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You won't be disappointed. Do you ever experience headaches or how about back pain? Here at Horesco Chiropractic, we truly believe that everybody deserves to live a life without pain. Our doctors will get to the root of your condition and create a custom treatment plan to help you get back to living the best version of your life. Our patients often say how amazed they feel to live a life with less pain after they have experienced how effective chiropractic care is. Start on the journey of improved health by giving us a call today or visiting our website at horesco.com. Horesco Chiropractic in Corvallis. We really can make a world of difference for you. A beauty. He was a beauty. Is still is. Charles Barkley. Yeah, that's a great story. What I just shared with you is a true and good story. Yes, yes. If we had... One more minute, I knew we didn't, with mm-hmm. Coach Dorman, I would have said, hey, look, uh, Garrett at third base was tremendous. Yeah, I know. He yeah. had some backhanded stabs. And on. that gives you depth and versatility yeah. on the left side. So, so we'll, get, do both. we'll get to a lot of things as we go with the coaches, baseball just getting underway. Did you have some impressions over the weekend about the club, seeing them for the first time? That was Jim Wilson's whole thing. Mike, I listened to the games or watched Flow Sports, Josh, whatever. Now he just was looking forward to seeing them. And if you saw them for the first time or saw them in Surprise and in Chili Goss, first of all, again, tremendous job by the crew, the field, you know, the facilities people to get the field. I mean, to play in those conditions, it actually wasn't quite as bad as I thought it was going to be. Although Dave from Tumwater, whom I hope we'll hear from a little later, said he kind of the anti-I am legend, anti-vampire guy. Looking for the last little bit of slice of the sun kept moving and moving towards uh, banners uh, in the left field corner and got a little bit of the sun uh, at the very end. But it was pleasant, actually. Pleasant, I'll dare say, for part of the game that I was able to see on Saturday. Okay, Saturday was one thing. Friday and Sunday were uh, freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, whatever the case, we'd it love to hear great, from you. It worked 497-5356. They got them all in. Four nine seven five three five six. Somebody called. Call us back when a line gets freed up. Not at the moment. Who said to you? Mike said to call this number. Well, I do throw the number out sometimes fairly freely. It sounded like an appointment call. I'm looking for Mike Parker. Well, okay, Mike's doing an Hello? interview right now. <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. gonna have to go back through my textual. So who do we got now? Red. We got John. Oh, John. On the, hey, John. Uh, uh, downward dog phone line. Hey, John. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Good. Good. Hey, you know, you were talking about the basketball and the scoring things. What if Pete Maravich's three-point shots, well, they weren't three points then, but the ring where he would have been shooting three-pointers, he would have averaged, what, 45, 55, 55 points a game? <laughs> There's actually a, a YouTube video that's been made for just people. If somebody made it, it said, how great was Pete Maravich? And the guy who's narrating it did, he kind of did the math. I can't remember what the numbers were, but if the, they did some math on it, and if it was like 15 points higher than his average, it was already really high in the mm-hmm. NBA. So, well, no, in college. Well, in too. college yeah. and the NBA. Yeah, right. he made the point for both college and the NBA. Yeah, he, he was something special. And um, changing a little bit, subject a little bit, uh, spring football. What do you see or what have you heard from the 
success of the defense. Well, John, I'll just have to say, to be honest with you, not a lot at the moment. We've gone, you know, I've been preparing for to call baseball, been doing, still have a lot of basketball on my plate. We are collecting Nick Daschle's excellent reporting of each position group at Oregon Live. I've not talked to any of the football coaches for a while about anything, per se. So I can't answer that. All I know is I'm excited to see what rolls out. I can't. I can't answer specific questions now about the defense, but it sounds as though you're interested or intrigued by how they're going to replace certain position groups. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And um, is there another place to go besides Oregon Live to find updates on Oregon State football, basketball, baseball, et cetera? I mean, if – BeaverBlitz.com is probably the best place to go. Angie's site, it's a pay site, but the subscription is well worth all of the updated regular information on all those things, not only personnel groups, position previews, uh, recruiting news. BeaverBlitz.com is an excellent place to go, and Oregon Live is also a subscription service these days. So Carter you know, Baines does a yeah. great job yeah, with so, Blitz. Uh, John, I would recommend them, certainly. Okay. Hey, continue the good work. Appreciate your guys' show. Thank you, John, very much for the call. Open phones, that frees a line for the individual who told you, because I, that might be it, John. If it is, we'll get to Paul here in a second. But uh, maybe if I said Mike Parker said to call this number, I probably did say that to you. But if you are that individual, call John back. Please express to him what it is Parker said specifically to call about. Now, is that Dean and Eugene? Okay, we'll go to Paul locally, who doesn't miss anything. He is, when I talk about John Casey being the greatest Beaver fan ever, and by the way, John wasn't there last night for 71. I got the information from Susan that it just didn't, for different reasons, it didn't work out. So John had a great time watching it. Yeah. But what wasn't at Motor Center to see the 71 That's last night? Bad. But, you know, we, we all tried. And I know everybody was giving their best effort to try to get him there last night. Paul, in the small conversation, and the small list of fans who don't miss anything, Paul is one of them. He was at women's basketball. He was at the baseball game. And it was at the basketball game. Three great events on Saturday. Paul, good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, Mike. Yeah, and also yesterday, I didn't mean to blow your cover, you know what I mean? No, no, it was good to see you there yesterday, too. So what? all of those things taken uh, into account, Paul, I mean, I don't know what you called about, but what were some of your impressions and takeaways this weekend? Well, it was the first time I got to a game early enough to listen to Ron Cowan uh, sing a, a national anthem for the mm-hmm. foreign player, and yeah, that was that was quite something, and and something I did not, I couldn't understand because your signal was down. I couldn't understand Ron, but who went to the, who went to Serbia to meet her parents and all that stuff? Did, is that what he said? Yes, Noel Manon and one other player. I think he said uh, too. It was I remember Noel. Yeah, who went? One other player. He to just hang told out. us. Yeah, but I, I don't remember whom the other one was. But they went to Ukraine to meet her parents and stuff. To Serbia. Right, right. Yeah. To visit oh, a former that. beaver who's living there, and, and she was showing him around. 
I think it was a former Beaver. Who's yeah, back yeah. Home. I, I'd have to. I, I'd have to go back and listen to the tape, and then reward myself with a pair of tickets, rewarding myself <laughs> for listening. But I obviously wasn't paying close enough attention to Ron. But I was out in the hall trying to produce the show on the fly. Anyway, what else, Paul? Do you got? Well, I thought it was a pretty fantastic weekend. It's just a uh, shame that the men couldn't pull it out, but that was a fantastic game. I, I mean, thought I it was. That, uh, mm-hmm. with, the, with the fan base, with the fans that were there, they actually got to see how hard this team plays mm-hmm. and how good they're going to be next year. I mean, I just think that uh, the, the effort that they, that they gave, I mean, showed the fans, and there's going to be a lot more people interested next year just because of that one game. I agree. No, you're absolutely right, Paul. And that, I just, you're right. I hurt for the for the young men and, and for all of the fans and so on, too, who came out in support of the team. Wayne Tinkle said that in the postgame show, that he said, given, you know, given the reality of the year and the struggles we've had, to see that kind of crowd on that day, it, it meant a lot to him and to the guys. The announced numbers seemed a little low to me, just in terms of looking around the building. I know there were scattered empty pockets here and there, but it, it came under 8,000. But it looked to me, just looking at it, to be in that 8-plus range, that was good to see. Yeah, I think it was only uh, three or 400 under 8,000 or something yeah. like that. But yeah. everybody I talked to after the game, they weren't down. They were smiling, and they said, man, what a great game. It Too was. bad we lost, yep. but what a super effort and a great game that was. I mean, any time you see a game that's that close and back and forth, I don't think you can be disappointed other than just the outcome, period. Good point, Paul. Thanks for making it, buddy. Good to talk to you again. Thank you. We'll talk again as the week goes along, I'm sure. Did you get an answer to the other player that they visited? Uh, okay. No. We, we will. We will. My apologies. I'll text Ron and ask him to confirm. Four nine seven fifty three fifty six on the Downward Dog phone line, University Honda text line. Ellie Mack and Taya Corsdale went with Noel. Okay, to visit Yelena. I, I don't know. That, there's a lot of things to try <laughs> to keep track of in life, and yeah, I I feel bad for well, mainly for myself for not having that right at my fingertips. I'm just yeah. Well, there was a lot in that conversation. I can remember. I can remember Yaz's numbers from '67, but I, you know, didn't remember what Ron just said. <laughs> but the Yaz numbers have been with me longer from the baseball card. Let's go to Dean in Eugene on the Joe Beaver Show. Hello, Dean. Hi, Mike. Hi, John. Hey, Dean. I was at the surprise, and then I went to the Friday game. Of course, I went to the Beaver basketball game, and I feel like he did. It's really you know, I'm a diehard Beaver, obviously, but the basketball team, I love Wayne, is really, we just need to keep these guys. And I was studying the stats, and, you know, Jordan Pope is close to setting two all-time records, freshman scoring and freshman three-point shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for which Carson Cunningham has had the freshman scoring record. Yep. And Corey McLaughlin has the three point one, so it'd be nice to get. Yes, I'm sorry, I'm breathing hard. I'm hiking a little bit up the hill. Good for you. Are you at uh, Mount Pisgah? Where are you today? Yeah, I'm at Pisgah again with my okay. wife and my granddaughter Louie. 
Good for you. So good, a great time. good day to be out, Dean. Keep keep that thing rolling. But yeah, you're right. We the the sad thing is, in a sense, one has to preface almost everything with, "I'm so excited about the future," but then that as long as we can keep everybody together, it's sort of exactly. I, it's it is the reality, yeah, though. Yeah. It's the reality we have to. Yes, they are. In Italy, I just and they, I don't know if you know, they came to my lake house for for a day and played in the Triangle Lake. So I really got to spend a lot of time with these kids. And I like them a lot. Yeah, they're good. It's a good group of young men, no doubt. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to point out with the baseball, I looked. Every one of the freshmen on the squad has gotten in a game in the first seven games. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's a real Good thing to check these kids out, and we have eight players batting over four hundred right now. Yeah, I I like the young talent here, you know, and and there's there's less there's less for me of a concern if you quote if you can keep them all together. I mean, there's got to be a measure for every coach and every program. A little bit of wonderment about that in these days, but I just sense, you know, as Rich Dorman just said about Gavin the leader of those freshmen, but there's a lot of other good ones, too. It's going to be exciting to watch these guys' careers unfold here. The other point I want to make is, is the coaching we have is so obviously good. And the example is Micah. You know, he every time he went in last year, I kind of cringed because he can play outfield, but he couldn't hit. And now he's lead off and gets five hits in one game. Yes. You know, that's, that's awesome. So happy for him. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Hey, Dean, keep yes. that hike going. I don't want to, you know, you're, you're, I really appreciate you taking time to talk to us. You, you're expending energy with the call and the hike. So I'll let you focus on the one, but really great to hear from you guys and great to see you at Gill Saturday night. Well, and you know how much I appreciate you and John and the Joe Weaver show. It's wonderful. Thank you, Dean. It, Thanks, it, Dean. It, it distracts me as I hike, so okay. I love it. Good to hear from you. Let's take a break. We'll come back and give the man of the hour a chance to close the show. We need to take care of some business. But I was happy for Dave from Tumwater on a number of levels uh, this past weekend, and in particular with Bill Bill Walton himself in the midst of his unique way to call a game, touching on so many different things, included our own Dave from Tumwater on Saturday night. So we'll hear from Dave next on 1240 Joe Radio. What happens when you're voted the best new car dealership and the best used car dealership in the Mid-Willamette Valley? Do you gloat about it? Or do you just simply say the complete redesigned CRV, HRV, Civic, Pilot, and Accords are now at Power Honda in Albany off of Sandy M Highway for you to take a test drive? I think you do both. And for more information, go to mypowerhonda.com. That's mypowerhonda.com. Hi, everybody. This is Mike Parker. We recently had the need to replace some major appliances, and I'm delighted to report that we called Brandon and his team at Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon. We couldn't be happier with our experience. They answered all of our questions, put us in the best deal, and promptly delivered and installed a new washer and dryer. When you are in need of an appliance, I strongly encourage you to call Kellenberger Appliance. Visit kellenbergers.com or stop by Kellenberger Appliance at 21 North Main Street in Lebanon. A big thank you from the Parkers to Kellenberger Appliance. Do you ever experience headaches or how about back pain? Here at Horesco Chiropractic, we truly believe that everybody deserves to live a life without pain. 
our doctors will get to the root of your condition and create a custom treatment plan to help you get back to living the best version of your life. Our patients often say how amazed they feel to live a life with less pain after they have experienced how effective chiropractic care is. Start on the journey of improved health by giving us a call today or visiting our website at Horesco.com. Horesco Chiropractic in Corvallis. We really can make a world of difference for you. Line drive punt. Anthony Gould makes the catch at the 20. Comes up a seam to the 30. And Anthony Gould is on his way. Hey, Beaver Nation. This is All-American wide receiver Anthony Gould. I commit every day to getting better both in the classroom, on the field, and by giving back to the community. You can support all Beaver student athletes and teams by committing to Damn Nation Collective, the preferred collective of OSU athletics, by assisting as we prepare for our futures. To commit today, go to damnnationcollective.com. Always remember, speed wins. Go Beavs. 10-5 and in. Anthony Gould, touchdown Beavers on the punt return. The Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies, including Safeco Insurance. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, or Tom Worth. They'll help you find an insurance plan that works best for you. Call 541-757-1315 or stop by at 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. The Unified Insurance Group, your hometown team, always putting you first. Tired of the same old menu from restaurant to restaurant? The Growler Cafe in Lebanon has created a welcoming spot for all ages with a scratch menu, comforting atmosphere, and hand-selected craft beer and ciders. Their attention to detail from the penny floor to the delicious Canadian bacon is spot on. Be sure to check them out for lunch or dinner Tuesday through Saturday and brunch on Sunday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You won't be disappointed. If you or someone you know need dependable medical transportation, Gap Patient Services is family-owned and operated, offering safe and reliable non-emergency medical transportation in Lynn and Benton counties. Gap Patient Services operates 24-7 and offers wheelchair and ambulatory transport short and long distances, and much more. Gap riders also enjoy every seventh ride free. Terms and conditions apply. Call Gap Patient Services at 541-250-7797 or visit Gap tra.com still sure trying was. to come to the mystery of the mystery and that is a caller said yeah i'm calling from mike parker mike told me to call this number it's possible that things i don't think it was it was I, a listener yeah i think it was you were setting something up yeah and i may have set something up for today three or four days ago and in the midst of life oh. Oh, like a interview. Yeah. So but we always call the interviewee. I'm a bad man, a very bad man. I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, the lack, of, the lack of full cohesiveness and the lack of the ability to track things. My apologies. So that person may not be listening now when we keep saying, call back, call back, whoever you were that said, Mike Parker told me to call this number. But if it would have been a scheduled guest interview thing, John, it would have been a different number in our queue of numbers. So that's why, right. you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I would have given him this number exactly. to call. So uh, it was just sort of an off the cuff. Hey, I told you to call sometime. Call back again, please. Caleb Wood in particular. I walk over before we get to Dave on this memorable night at Gill Saturday, and it was with a big crowd, the record-setting student section. Record-setting, I know, I know, from the day since the students were moved in in the new configuration because Dashiell got a lot of push, but Hey, there were more students at games back in the mm -hmm. Steve Johnson, still very much with us, by the way, days and those days and the camping out days. Yes. Yes. 
I don't know if a number was ever put on it, but in terms of since they've been reckoning the students in that section, that was the most ever. So we do put to rest the idea that that, had, that game had more students right. than ever before. Right. Not Probably not true. Probably been more students at other games. But one of the students that was at the game, I'm walking over to talk to Ted Robinson and Bill briefly, and one of the students, Mike, what's your favorite Marx Brothers movie, he says to me. Mm-hmm. He says as I walk by, he's got an orange hat and he's a student. And I said, why would you ask such a question? The answer is duck soup, <laughs> which is appropriate for tonight. Let's make duck soup out of those jokers as they were warming up. And the four or five others, yeah, yeah, let's go. But Caleb Wood says, I've been listening to the Joe Beaver show most of my life and know you like the Marx Brothers. I said, well, do you? And he said, eh. <laughs> but, but Caleb, I need you to call sometime if you've been listening that long. And he asked me that great question. A Duck Soup, I think, is their the, funniest film. The only other person I know on this planet who likes them is my wife. Okay, Kim, is Duck Soup their great work? Some people go with the less chaotic A Night at the Opera two years later. Some say monkey business. Some say animal crackers. I still think duck soup, for sheer number of gags and laughs, yeah. uh, is their finest hour. Now, Dave from Tumwater's had many great hours. I don't know if he would pronounce Saturday and Bill Walton going out of his way to mention Dave's books as one of the great hours on the planet. But, Dave, congratulations. Well-deserved I, my sense was Bill, if he got the books in hand, would find a way to work it in, and he did. Were you able to hear it? Did you have people who heard it who, who shared it with you? Yes, Mike, and let me thank you again for being the means by which that sure. uh, transpired. I was, I was able to get back to my uh, hotel and uh, take in the broadcast, and uh, it, was, it was special, I have to say, and I got text messages <laughs> from people, some people who were thinking who I had apprised that this might happen. Other people who are just like my buddy Scott, who's down in California, who just happened to be listening to the broadcast and then sent me a text message. So that that was all very nice. And uh, uh, Bill uh, uh, shared a very cordial uh, email as well, which I've shared with both you and him. And uh, uh, I, I hope there might be future opportunities. But gentlemen, I have the reason I called principal as much as I like talking about myself, <laughs> and the, the, the most thrilling part of the weekend, even above and beyond the baseball prowess. I had breakfast yesterday with two people, Richard and Sarah Ligon. Their father was a member of the English department at Oregon State College in the 1940s and 50s. And guys, they were regaling me with stories of when Bernard Malamud used to come over to the house. Oh my God. And what a, what a nice guy he was. Mm. And, uh, and how, for example, I mean, we all know The Natural. That was one of his, that was probably his first novel. He, um, uh, his, uh, maybe his best one is The Fixer, published in 1966. But Sarah was telling me that book is modeled after a guy in Corvallis mm-hmm. who was named Jim the Fixer. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah, I'd heard that story, oh. and, and I'd love to talk to both of them on my own at some point and hear some of these tales, maybe even have them come on the air sometime. But keep going, Dave. Keep going. Well, and, and he uh, A New Life yes. uh, was published in 1961, which was kind of a fix. There were people from his Oregon, his Corvallis experience, 
who were kind of fictionalized in that book, mm -hmm. and that caused a lot of uproar. And in fact, according to the Lincolns, <laughs> that kind of led to him getting moved out of Corvallis to where to where he ended up. But uh, basically, he got run out of town because he they many of the other people in town thought he had taken liberties with their identity. But it went beyond beyond that. A fellow by the name of Gordon Gilkey stopped by their house. He was one of the monument men. Oh, my the gosh. No, I had no idea of that either. The monument men from uh, the artwork in World War II, the yes. rescuing? I he, had no idea. He, he, he was in the art department at Oregon State University, later became the first head of the School of Liberal Arts. I knew him separately because I was in the museum world, and I knew, the, I knew him as a printmaker. I had no idea that he was one of the monument men. And lastly, gentlemen, Speaking of things literary, did you know that John Krakauer was born, wasn't born there, but was raised and graduated from Corvallis High School? We did know that, yes. Yes. I've never okay. talked to John, but we, th that is a fact we know, yes. Well, uh, anyway, I was just reveling in all of this, and the, uh, Richard and his sister have a collection of letters from their father from the 1940s. They're going to open up that archive for me as nice and rewarding and as sweet as Bill Walton mentioning me Saturday night. I was actually more thrilled yeah. to stumble on this great literary history. And of all places, and I should say that, Little Corvallis, Oregon, that was just thrilling. Hey, Dave, last thing, experience. we have less than a minute left, but Richard and Sarah, was it a planned meeting or did you bump into them at a coffee place or what? Oh no, Richard, he's friends with me and Paul and we had he was at the game with me Saturday when you stopped by. We had breakfast Sunday morning. Oh, okay. I'll try hey, to link the I'd love three to. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, we yeah, just please. got a call off the air from Larry Howard who said you're talking about my grandfather who was Jim the Fixer. We need to I want to explore that more more deeply as we go. And I know, you know, well the Joe B but it's the natural and other things we'd love to talk to to Larry to uh to Richard and Sarah about. Please connect us, Dave. Congratulations on the mention. We'll talk again later in the week. K-E-J-O Corvallis. And translator, K-229-D-I Corvallis. The home of the Beavers. 1240 Joe Radio.